Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sargas, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesargas.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Doing great, thanks. How's the weather? Good. It is beautiful, and it is... What's the, what's the temperature right now? 76, so it's really nice out. Okay. How's the weather? I wish it would stay all year round. Yeah. How about you? It's uh, 47 Fahrenheit or 8 degrees Celsius, uh, and uh, it's raining right now, but it's okay. Rain is rain is okay. I, I like rain on occasion, so... I do too. I don't like it with hurricanes, but I accept it on its own. I think like here in the Pacific Northwest, like the rain is never so bad that like you can't walk around. Like you can still do things. Mm, like, like it's misty kind of. Yeah. Very like, sort of? misty. Okay. Like not like complete downpour showers. Like you're drenched in seconds. Like usually it's like light enough. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, over time you're probably going to get wet, but like, over the course of like an hour or two, you're probably okay. So I remember that there. Yeah, it was like it was it was overcast and drizzly. Yeah, drizzly drizzle. Is, drizzle yeah, is the right word for it. It's drizzly. Um, but yeah, no. It's... And then here we get the three o'clock. You know, like especially in South Florida, you get the three o'clock deluge of rain, like every day at three, yeah. and it'll rain on half your street and on the other half. So you actually drive into the rain and drive back out. That's funny. I know. Yeah, so we have like two totally different precipitation patterns. I was uh, living in Texas for like a little bit uh, in my early Mm -hmm. 20s. And I remember once like I went out and I just walked a few blocks to the store to go grab something. And I like it was probably in total like a seven minute walk, something like that. Uh, And I'm walking back and it started to rain. And by the time I got back, I was completely drenched, like just yeah, five, seven-ish minutes in that rain, I was, like, soaked to the bone. I think it took my clothes, like, three days mm-hmm. to completely dry. Uh, oh, here, wow. Yeah, like, here it just drizzles. Here it's just, like, it's fine. Like It's, it's like, eh, I'm here. Get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, But alas, we're not talking about weather. We're talking about Gilmore Girls. Uh, Although, you know, if you want a podcast of that, we could probably meet that need. I think so. I think, right in. I think we we offered just the right amount of weather talk in each episode. <laughs> I wonder what like it kind of it kind of gets people warmed up. I wonder what like a whole episode of us just talking about weather would be like. But I feel like it would. Probably... I you know what we get along well. We could pull it off. We you could think? totally pull it off. Okay. I oh yeah. We talk about like minute stuff of an episode for like an hour. So I think we're good. Okay. Or maybe maybe it's me talking and you like agreeing with me. <laughs> I, I've learned by at this point. I gotta. I, I, I should agree with Steph if I want to keep it out. Get out of here intact. Just kidding. Just I kidding. know. Just kidding. Um. Or you know, it's a good trip for a lot of guys in life. You know, it's never bad to just disagree let... with a woman. Just always, always good. Just, just, just nod. You go, yeah. Unless, it, unless it's about like robbing banks or you. Know, I was literally about to say, you know, she could be like, "Let's rob a bank," and you'll be like, oh, "See." See, that's why that's why entire podcast on weather would work. Yeah, because we could just you know bounce ideas off each other. We'd be good. It's yeah. like a good comedy team. But um, <laughs> and now we're gonna be silent. <laughs> now let's talk about Gilmore Girls. <laughs> um, also known as, thank goodness, we're finally done with Max. Um, yeah. But not. But yeah. we're not totally done with Max. There was there was a little bit of residual Max 
in these gotta episodes. listen to the next episode yeah. yeah yeah but uh for the most part yeah max is max is outie he's done um but yeah uh this episode which is also well the title of the episode is road trip to harvard and that was that was the episode title pretty much sums it up they go to harvard and that's all <laughs> It's funny when you like the episode, the episode title literally huh? just describes what the whole thing is about. That they just go to Harvard. Right. You're like, okay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> yeah. Um I I think this this episode is charming in that like there's not too many road trip episodes. I, and I think for good mm-hmm. measure. I I don't need road trips. I like Star's Hollow. I don't want I don't want to leave Star's Hollow too much. It's such a quaint cute little mm-hmm. town. Um right. but I think it was nice that it, well, maybe not nice is the, the right word. It's interesting to show that Lorelai's response to stress or any sort of displeasure in a lot of ways is to run away. So, to run. Yeah. Yeah. And in this, she literally takes Rory and says, let's leave so that she can avoid. To the everything. point where she where she hasn't told her best friend that she's left. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, even Suki's like, where are you? She's like, um... Yeah, I am not coming to work today. Um, so I just thought. It and was what like, a good friend that she lied about the cake, too. Oh, that was pretty that, you funny. Know, she, I thought that was really sweet that sometimes a friend does that for you, you know, like kind of just tells you, oh, yeah, no, no, I didn't work on it, you know, just so you don't feel bad. I also feel like it's yeah. totally Suki to just make random cakes, anyways. Like, she was right. Probably... And she named it. Yeah. <laughs> She would have made a cake She's on like, any, any given Wednesday anyways, probably, right? So Right, there, right. And then she named it. She's like, oh, I, I shouldn't have named you or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah this episode, I think this episode works as like a good decompression because it's been such an intense ride mm-hmm. with Max and uh, Lorelai. Right. It's nice to kind of pump the brakes a little bit. It's just a, oh, a yeah, nice yeah. little episode with uh, Rory and Lorelai as they go to Harvard. Uh, they make a drop off at a B and B, which uh, was was funny. The Cheshire uh, Cat, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that was that was funny. Um, especially like the oh, do you want to ring the uh, the bell? It's like no, I don't want to ring the bell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of uh, the me, the people at the B and B, and uh, Lorelai telling everybody that she works. At a publishing company, she doesn't want to t- say an in, right? Because then people would ask her questions and and probably visit the end too. And maybe she just didn't want those people visiting. Uh, I didn't think about that. That's probably true. Yeah, that's she, a good point. She's probably like, I don't want these people coming around my end. Right. Um, and I, there's I, something I love about this episode that, like, I, I don't know what this does to my brain, but the fact that that Lorelai goes, oh well, this friend of mine that you know opens this. B and B and da da da. Let's go see him. And he's got different, you know, like go through this whole thing. All the rooms are all different. And then they show up, and it's not that at all. And it's a person that bought it from her or from yeah. the guy. And then and like kind of criticizes his decorating style. Says, oh yeah, I redid the whole thing. There's uh, there's something I love about that in a movie or show that you know that the characters have this whole like idea of what they're gonna do, and then it just like gets derailed, but in a very interesting way. There's something about that I was like, oh that there's something about that just makes my brain happy. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um like there's some sense of randomness to the universe in some in this show. Yeah, it, it, it's in a way like things don't work out perfectly, right? Like it's not like 
you know, mm-hmm. Lorelai showed up and this friend has been waiting for her for years to show up. Like, no, you know, life moves on, life uh, progresses. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, too, that for some people, like, sometimes they lose fact or lose touch on that idea that, like, life goes on outside of their little bubbles. So, you know, you right. just get that sense with Lorelai. Like, she just assumed this guy would be there, but, you know... He probably, right. you know, had to sell the place. He probably had life goals that maybe Lorelai wasn't aware of. And, you know, like life move, was moving on well past what Lorelai was aware of. So it's just kind of interesting to see because I even sometimes do that. Like I've had friends who were like, hey, I'm getting married. And I'm like, wait, like how long have you been with this person? Like It's just like you, you sometimes maybe lose sight, not like in a malicious sense, right? right. but you just lose sight of like where somebody's at in life sometimes. You're like, no, you're oh. like, oh yeah, your kid's five, right? They're like, oh no, they're graduating high school. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Like, your kid's your kid's still doing um, karate, right? They're like, no, my son's now working at a equity firm. He's like, a Navy oh. SEAL. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, and then they go to Harvard, which is the big thing. Uh, Pretty much it's there for it's interesting because i you know yes it's uh you know what rory wants but you get a little mm-hmm. bit of maybe that's what lorelei wanted and maybe a little bit of projection right and it got of, derailed yeah yeah because lorelei's having a great time there and you get maybe the impression that like lorelei this is lorelei's dreams imparted maybe partially on rory as well so i just thought that was mm-hmm. interesting because we've always yeah We've always heard that like Rory wants to go to Harvard, but this episode kind of painted it a little bit like maybe it's it's Lorelai who's, who's more into going to Harvard and Rory is just, you know, playing along with that. That's something she's willing to agree with. But maybe that's not entirely what Rory wants, right? So I, I just thought it was well, and then Richard and Emily have talked about that. Where did he go to school? Did he go to Harvard or Yale? Or he went to an Ivy League school. I think they also talk about that. He went to Yale. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't come from the grandparents, this idea of going to Harvard. No. I mean, an Ivy League school, yes, but like not necessarily uh, the same Mm -hmm. school. Yeah, because they they expressed it so well with her just staring at what would have been, I'm assuming, her graduation year from college. Yeah. Uh, like 1990, because she would have graduated, what, 87 then, right? So, yeah. or somewhere around there. So I just thought that was a really good way. Like, there are no words to it. It's just her looking at the picture. And at first, I'm like, well, maybe she knows that girl. And I'm like, mm, yeah. might not be it. It might just be what could have been for her. Yeah. Um, so and I, this was a really interesting episode. I think for some people, they could just look at it and go, oh, this is just them going on a road trip. But it really is mm-hmm. an interesting dive into who Lorelai is. A, in that you yeah. know she runs away from her issues, but B, she has to also confront the fact that like this is partially her dream too. This is something that she missed out of in mm-hmm. terms of going to Harvard. So um, mm-hmm. maybe to some people, she- this is just like a, a a silly episode that doesn't have much meaning. But I think there's more meaning to it than some people might think. There is, yeah. I would even watch it again just to catch all of that because there is a lot of stuff that they talked about without using words yeah you know or i thought it was interesting too when when rory's talking out in class instead of everybody getting annoyed with her which is probably what you would usually do in a college classroom yeah. everybody's like oh very good point i'm like oh no people get really irritated with you that you were talking in the middle of class like you know creating your own exposition exposition of events yeah wasting so, time in tv land Everybody yeah. thinks you're a genius and you can just talk about your issues. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Still whatever she was talking about. Yeah. No, I remember like when I was in university, there was like this woman that like 
she was in the class and she was a student and like she constantly would mm -hmm. just ask questions and it was always questions that just either everyone knew and she seemingly just like didn't pick up on it or she did, wasn't listening mm -hmm. or she just wasn't getting and the teacher you could tell was just getting annoyed and so were the other students it's like you're just wasting our time like we've paid good money to be here you're just wasting our time so yeah yeah i had a um i had an ethics of telecommunication class that i mean i know that sounds weird for a therapist my undergrad degree is telecom but um there was a woman in there and i remember exactly what she looked like and she said right in the front and she would say i have a question and then she would talk in sentences i'm like there is no question mark on this it just <laughs> it just kept going yeah you know and he would try to interrupt her and then she would just keep rolling and i and i always wondered you know this <laughs> i'm a therapist too in part is that i was wondering like what how does she not read a room and know that, you know, like people would literally go <sighs> when she'd raise her hand, you know? Yeah. And I was like, well, I wonder why the professor's not, you know, you know, interrupting her more. And I wonder why she's not noticing this or, you know, and maybe she's older and she just doesn't care. That could be, you know, good for her that she doesn't care, but at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was interesting. I always wondered, you know, and here I am talking yeah. a lot, but, uh, <laughs> But I always wonder what the psychology was behind that. Yeah, and here you see Rory going blah blah blah, and everybody's good. So yeah, but speak uh, out in class, kids. Yeah, it pays off. Yeah, just you know, just, just try to be respectful of other people's time when you're in class. Mm -hmm. um, or, or you know, to your co-host, not podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 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 we all, we all. I think I roll with with the punches here. I'm just like, you know what, this is part of our charm. Smart. <laughs> Just, just gonna steamroll of... you. Just, just steamroll. Sure. This is where this is where we find out this is not the Gilmore Girls podcast. This is just the Stephanie Sargas podcast. Yeah. Everyone else who lives underneath her. Just kidding. Well, I, I'm I'm glad that you understand that I'm just bossy and you're good with that. That's I think that's why it works. Right, Kurt, we're gonna stop watching Gilmore Girls. We're gonna start watching something else entirely. You're like, okay. Bye. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to rein it in. Okay. Okay. I, I can tell right now this is not going to be a 34-minute long episode. This is definitely going to no. be long. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's you know, sometimes you got to get laughing. silly. On, sometimes you just got to get silly on these things. Um, right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. I, 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 I don't think there's too much more to this episode in terms of, like, plot uh, to go over. But, like, mm -hmm. uh, there was the part where um, Luke finds out that Lorelai uh isn't getting married oh, yeah. and he just goes from like curmudgeon to like just being nice to everybody like i think he offered, actually like, seemed happy yeah which seems a little mildly twisted but also like i i just think he didn't like max and so when he found out she was mm -hmm. getting married to max he was ecstatic he was pretty happy about that so right right um, free coffee to everybody yeah free coffee for everybody because the greater sign of love from from luke is that you know than him just giving out free coffee right yeah he's just filling everybody's coffee I oh and kirk too is being, being a pain about what was the deal with kirk kirk was acting like it was paris and he could just hang out at the table all day yeah that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of kirk's thing though like he, he i don't know if we've gotten too much of that in the other episodes but like he kind of loves to sort of just be a little bit of a like pest. lounge yeah, okay. like I think he kind of just goes to the beat of his own drum, and I think hey, the other thing, mm -hmm. yeah, like I think he was like asking about free refills, and 
like Luke was like telling him like, okay, at a certain point you gotta just go. I can't just keep refilling your cup. Right, right, right. But uh, so then we have the the sequel. Kirk goes to Paris. Ooh, we need a buddy. A, a, a buddy comedy with Kirk and Paris. I think that would be great. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh that... no, I'm like the city. <laughs> yeah, Kirk, but Kirk but and... we should uh, Kirk Kirk and Paris go to Paris. Oh, I like it. That would be a great spin-off mm-hmm. series. And you know they would they drive each other probably mad. get along. They would, yeah, and then they would fall madly in love, and that would be it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe and their children would be like little annoying kids. Hmm? Maybe that's what happens at the end of the series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Kirk <laughs> you and Paris. You wouldn't be able to keep that quiet. Maybe you Kirk... totally wouldn't be able to keep that quiet. Maybe Kirk and Paris get married. Who knows? Um... I, yeah. Put money on that. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so uh, I think this also episode served as a reminder for Lorelai that, you know, Rory's not going to be around forever. And that's what kind of spurs her to call Suki about moving forward with the inn. So. Mm-hmm. And then she's just been to an inn that she hates, so she wants to do it her own way, too. So the inn, although it seems just like a throwaway thing, it actually inspires her to, you know, move forward with that. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, not not a hugely eventful episode, at least on the surface, but I think there's a lot that goes on in terms of, like, Lorelai's characterization, more so than anybody else, I think, so. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. This is a good episode overall. Yeah, I like this episode. I like season two in, mm-hmm. ge- in like, just general. Like, I think... Uh, I can see what you're talking about, yeah, compared to season one. Yeah, and uh, there's, some, there's some interesting stuff that happens in season two that I think makes it already better than season three. Or season one, sorry. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. Uh, we don't have a question for this episode, but uh, favorite performance? I'm gonna go with Lorelai. I think Lorelai was pretty great in this, and it was such a. Fun so for time. me, it was what? I think this episode focused so much on her that that's why. But what do you? I think? found actually that would be my least favorite performance. Oh, interesting. Which. Yeah, because I thought the whole part about how annoyed she was, you know, with the wallpaper and the people downstairs, I thought it was overplayed. And that might have been, again, you know, I always say, like, it's probably not the actor, it's the script. Yeah. But but it was a little overdone, and I felt it was kind of anti-intellectual. And okay. there was something about that. Like, looking at hummingbirds, I would totally be the person at the window looking at the hummingbirds. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I, personally. <laughs> but, you know, it... It's, um, I think she was being kind of obnoxious, but again, if you look at it, she had just been through something pretty traumatic. So this is the side of her that maybe she's kept reined in sometimes and she just doesn't care anymore. So, uh, but just the, I thought that whole thing was kind of overdone, but I think she probably did the best she could with the script she had. I also think too, that like this, the first season sets up stars hollow perfectly. Like we understand what stars Mm -hmm. Hollow is, what it's like. And you get like that sort of outsider coming in and uh, not even just with, well, this episode is more the opposite. Like they leave stars hollow and you see what life is like. And I think it's interesting to juxtapose like what life is like in stars hollow versus everywhere else. Even like when Rachel came in at the end of season one and you sort of see how she sort of sees stars hollow. And even with the next Mm -hmm. episode, there's a character that gets introduced that likewise you know, an outsider coming into this town all of a sudden now mm-hmm. has to look at this town with, a, a you know, without the rose uh, tinted glasses and they start to see mm-hmm. the town for what it's really like. 
Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of interesting to see the opposite of that. Like, what happens when someone from Stars Hollow goes to this other town that's almost similar to Stars Hollow? Like, it's a quite little place, but, like, it's not mm-hmm. quite the same. And I think that was sort of maybe where I was kind of seeing that was like, okay, this is sort of them being in this other place and them it's just not the same. Like it was sort it's of- kind of a through, yeah, it's like a through the looking glass kind of, you know, Alice in Wonderland thing. It's like yeah. the same thing, but really skewed. Yeah. Yeah. So who'd you, who would you say it was your favorite performance this episode? I, you know, it was kind of hard to, Emily was in this one, right? Because she was telling her about the wedding not happening. Right. I, yes. I like I think I would vote for Emily because Emily's always my favorite in every episode. But I think just the way that she's talking about, well, I'm not telling you what the gift is, and you know, and she like Lorelai's yeah. naming all this stuff, and she keeps going, nope, nope, and I think she she hit on what it was, yeah, and she's like, I'm still not giving it to you or whatever. I'll I'll save it to you, get married again. I just she could have really played that over the top every time, but she doesn't. No, and I think it there's there's a real art to that. Not that yeah. I know anything about acting, but you know being subtle like she she's scathing but subtle about it and that's i would think that would be really hard to do especially because you know like i've said before you know lauren graham has talked about how the actress that plays her i think what's her name kelly something kelly bishop um is is so is such a sweetheart in real life and then she plays this really acidic character i just love that yeah um so yeah i would vote for emily it's probably emily every time just because it's emily emily's a steen stiller that's for sure she's so Mm -hmm. But not in a way that diminishes the other characters, which I think there's probably an art to that too, right? Is that you help other people build up their performance. I think she's good at doing that instead of kind of chewing up the scenery and like making it look like she's the focus of everything. Yes. Um, Right. Uh, Yeah. Least favorite. I think you mentioned already that you you weren't a fan of uh, the Lorelai performance this episode. I think particularly with the wallpaper and going on about the inn, and then you know trying to you know get out the door and yeah, yeah, it it seemed a little bit overplayed. So again, that might be the script though. Okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, actually, I guess Lane came back this episode too. That was. Oh, uh, she did. Yeah, she had a great time. Yeah. The, through the thing. She was able to buy all her bootleg music. Yeah. yeah, I would say probably that was probably the, my least favorite performance. I, I was. Did it feel like it was just tacked on? Hmm? I felt like there wasn't enough, like in terms of some sort of recognition of like how much she was freaking out and all this. Like she was saying how she had a great time. Like I, I wanted a little bit more depth to that to be like, hey, this is mm-hmm. like maybe I was just overreacting and all this. I think she was. Right, right. She it was played down too quickly and i kind of wanted there to be Mm -hmm. a little bit more uh consequence at least even for herself and like what she recognizes Mm -hmm. is just her freaking out but yeah it was pretty pretty done with quickly so right yeah yeah for the build-up it really wasn't much yeah Yeah. it was like two or three episodes and then like literally one scene this episode and it's already resolved so like i'm back everything's great blah 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 yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think it's partially the writing, but I also think too the performance could have been a little better too. But I mean, mm-hmm. there were some pretty good ones in this episode, so it's hard to choose. Right. Right. Um Okay, let's see here. Uh favorite reference. Well, this is also a quote. It's the one about Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn. They don't mention Spencer Tracy by name, but it's when um Lorelai's talking to her mom and she's like, I may never get married and maybe a free spirit or fall in love with, with a guy that's Catholic and separated. 
like mm. Catherine Hepburn did and, and not go to his funeral. That's actually a true story. That's about Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy. So they have this, this great um, love affair. And, um, and I think his wife requested that she not show up at his funeral. And they had been together for, I don't know how many years. Um, so the last movie that he was in with her was Look Who's Coming to Dinner, which is a great movie with Sidney Poitier. And, the, um, and I would recommend everybody watch that movie. It's a great movie. Um, and that was the last film they did together. So they were together, geez, many decades. Right. And still his wife wouldn't let her go to the funeral. But wow. he wouldn't divorce because he was Catholic and felt that that was against the church. So, And I think also she had a child with special needs and he felt like he wanted to still be a part of the child's life. And, and so there's a whole like story behind it. But it's it's really interesting and how they basically, you know, everybody knew he was married, but they had this relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, that's what she was referring to, and I really like that little shout out to Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy. That was that was pretty cute, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite quote, I'd say, uh, was when Lorelai uh, says, "Did you hear? I use existentialist in a sentence," and that that whole. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was so impressed that she used that. And right. The right. fact that she was like, uh, when she was talking to that guy, was pretty funny too. Like. And him just being like, can't wait to see you at the party later. And then just, you know, her mm-hmm. later, like, going to those people and using the exact same phrasing, just, like... The do- the face. teacher's name. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Those girls were just nodding. But I think it also speaks to her character that she's just, like, walking around in the dorms. And what kind of security these dorms have? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, pretty sure Harvard's got, like, tight security, because I know at UF we had to have our ID that you had to scan and keys and blah, blah, blah. So I'm pretty sure Harvard has got got the same kind of or or you know more strict setup um you know so yeah just to see her saunter and i'm like only in television mm-hmm. totally and she's just like walking to some random person's room that's open and then yeah you know, that was the, the most alarming for me i'm like don't you lock your doors like geez especially like a big shared area like that like that's well, kind of yeah well I, that was pretty common at uf when i went there um you know several years ago that you would just have your door open not while you went out somewhere but like maybe you went down the hall or you went to cook something and you would leave your door open yeah that was pretty common okay um, but you usually didn't have a mom and daughter coming in just random just walking through the hallway either so yeah um and then my favorite reference uh i'd probably say uh was the one where um Make like a David Lynch reference in this episode. Yeah, yeah. About I think it's about the wallpaper or something, or yeah. something about the, the whole thing is like it. It's to David Lynch or something like that. Yeah, so I like that. I thought it was a good one. Hmm. Um. Okay. Let's see here. Um. Behind the scenes trivia. Well, not much. This is the episode where Lane comes back. So that's the big thing. I think. I- um, any and there's a little bit of a continuity error because when she's talking out the window of the car, Lorelai's hair is in her mouth, and then it's not in the shot before and after. That's just um, a you know little, but yeah, I there's clearly like a chunk of hair in her mouth. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. That's funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Any other mental health observations about this episode? I, th- I think it speaks a lot again to, um, and we talked a little bit about this last episode, that when sometimes the reaction of when you've gone through something traumatic is just to get out of Dodge and just leave. Um, and, and you may not be dealing with the issue 
but sometimes you just feel the need to flee that, that fight flight or freeze response kicks in that's part of our you know, autonomic nervous system what we do under stress and you can see that lorelei you know, did flight so um, and then didn't want to talk about it even to her daughter which you know you think that max is the daughter's english teacher so you would think that lorelei i think that's part of my irritation with, with her in this episode too is that you, your kid is going to school on monday with this teacher and yeah. you're not going to say anything about what happened about it yeah. like that to me seemed incredibly selfish um yeah. so i think that kind of painted my view of the acting of that whole scene or couple scenes mm. um so the idea that sometimes you need to step outside your stuff to look at how other people are, are have been affected by it and that's really difficult to do when it's traumatic but i think especially for her daughter she really needed to talk a little bit about what happened and instead she it, you know we had that dynamic where rory looks like the you know she's parentified she looks like the parent and lorelei looks like the child yeah and i think that sometimes what happens um you know so, especially when um when you have people that kind of just flee the scene of things like we talked about avoidant attachment instead of confronting stuff they flee and you know and sometimes kids become parentified trying to take care of that parent yeah it's um i think with their relationship i mean the show explores a little bit of why this could be problematic which i think is interesting it's not mm -hmm. just simply oh it's cute that they're mother and daughter it's hey there are some consequences to this kind of relationship and i think the mm -hmm. lines blurring of who's the parent in this situation is one of them. Right. Uh, you know, there are times where, you know, uh, Rory is more mature than Lorelai. And there are times mm -hmm. where Rory's immaturity and her naivete mm -hmm. shows too. And I think mm -hmm. that that sort of like, you know, between the lines, they're, they're both kind of changing in terms of like that dynamic. It, it makes it hard sometimes mm -hmm. when like things get tough to like know where those boundaries are. And mm -hmm. uh, you get a little bit of that in this episode uh, where, right. yeah, like Lorelai's ran off. She's canceled an entire wedding. You know, she, you know, yeah. the, there, there are going to be some kickbacks to that. Or, you know, I think the show never really like plays it up too dramatically, but like, you know, right. like, the, you know, with the gift and all that, like it, it, for a lot of people, like, if you were to call off a wedding like that, there would be some, some criticisms, I'm sure you know, people would uh, have some two cents on that. So, and, sure. and we'll see the next episode, how people in the town reacted. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not much. <laughs> so, no, that's the thing. They don't really, they, they just, move like, on. yeah. Which is probably right. the least believable part about all this, but right, right, right. But I think the show, really quiet around her. Yeah. The show mm -hmm. wants to kind of like keep a brisk pace, which I get. So, but it's right. just not really realistic that like, there wouldn't be much criticism. I think like Emily has like the most criticism and it's really just about the gift and it's like, Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Right. Um, right. You know, you didn't get the sense that she felt relieved either. It was just, it was just putting her out about the gift. Like she would have to, you know, yeah. Deal with the gift, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I could be hiding some other feelings, but yeah. And then Lorelai is just kind of upset that she's focused on the gift. Yeah. Which that's how, that's how Emily deals with stuff. Yeah. Right. So she has her own kind of escape, just like Lorelai does, is that Lorelai's escape is to run. Emily's is to focus on smaller things mm -hmm. like detail stuff, yeah. etiquette stuff. Yeah. And so uh, everybody's got their escape. You can tell. Rory's is into. Hmm? 
Well, you can tell, too, like, Emily probably has more to say, but I think she also knows that it's not going to get her far with Lorelai. Right. And like, it's in front of Rory, too. So yeah. there's a sense of protection probably with her. Because there was a, t- yeah. a moment in this episode where I got the impression that uh, Emily wanted to say more. And you could tell that she paused and she mm-hmm. was thinking about it. And then she goes, right. no, not, I don't, I don't want to want to. Right. And, and for Emily, it showed a remarkable lack of restraint or, or um, ability to restrain, not lack of restraint. But, but usually she would just say what was on her mind. But yeah, she was, she was interestingly kind of, you know, held her cards close on that. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's, I think that she does look out for Rory in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think she's alluded to that too. Like she doesn't want to repeat history, like with Lorelai and their relationship. Um, but you also see what everybody does, like through the three generations. So when Emily gets upset, she focuses on minutia and detail and etiquette. Then you've got Lorelai, who when she gets upset, she flees. And you've got Rory, like we saw with that episode where Paris is telling her all the different extracurricular stuff. That what Rory does when she's stressed is she gets compulsive. So they each have a different way of dealing with stress. And I don't know if if they totally understand each other's way of dealing with stress. Because it can be so unique to each person. But I thought it was really interesting. We've seen three generations of what they do when they're under extreme stress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, What would you give this episode a score of? I give it a nine. I really wow. like this episode. Okay. I know. We're coming to nine. Yep. We're getting a little better here. Um, mm-hmm. I'd give this an eight. I do like this episode. Okay. Uh, but uh, I, I think there is some room to improve. I think this episode largely, it, it kind of felt a little uneventful. I mean, there is some stuff going on, but I think it's not quite apparent. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just a little slow. But we definitely mm-hmm. pick things up in the next episode for sure. Um, yeah, Steph, you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. Gaslighting is the book. And Talking Brains is the podcast. And I'm over at threadbreakers.com. You, you can find me almost every other day with some new content. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that said, we'll see you all on the next episode where we talk about Nick and Nora slash Sid and Nancy. Bye for now. Bye. Uh...